Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the WrestleManiacs Podcast. A podcast where a group of improvisers from Detroit with a mutual love of wrestling come together to discuss each WrestleMania one at a time. Hello out there, wrestling maniacs. Wow, damn it, I fucked that up. <laughs> yeah, plus give it a little breathing room, buddy. <laughs> no, I was trying to do that. Just, right. I was trying to do that just to yeah. piss. You, I was trying to do that just to piss you off because it would be hard to edit. Oh, no, you can you can look at the waves, buddy. It's no. Uh, there you go. It's all waves. Try it again. Right. There we go. Blah, 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 blah. Hey. Love out there, all you wrestling maniacs, all you nostalgia holics and hardcore members of the IWC, and all you casual fans who like your wrestling on the TV. Thank you for downloading the WrestleManiacs podcast. My name is Alex Ketchum, and as always, I- I'm sorry. I was doing the improv that thank you one. God damn, Bob. Shit. <laughs> Bonus. Bonus. <laughs> My name is Alex Ketchum, and as you can tell, I am joined by the funny man with the plan, producer Bob Wick. Bob, how are you doing? Good. I guess we're not talking improv this round. Let's talk, let's talk wrestling. I'm not going to do improv, you know? We're, we're talking, we're, Wear your mask. A little bit of A, a little bit of B. And the captain of Keeping It Real is also here, Jake Russell. Jake, how are you doing? What up, though? Wear your fucking mask. Wear that facial condom. Fuck y'all doing out here. Wear your motherfucking mask. All you All Lives Matters motherfuckers especially. If All Lives Matter, wear your mask. Wear that facial condom. Shout out to Big Tone. Mask off. Podcast. You know what I'm saying? Every every Friday at 9 p.m. You know what I'm saying? I'll say one once again. Mask off is a hell of a show. If you ain't seen it yet, you better call somebody. And we are very, very fortunate to be joined once again by the very funny, the very talented, the member of Disaster Class videos on DigiBits competition, the Alex Aho. Alex, thank you for joining us once again. Thank you for having me, guys. I am having fun, and I'm excited to chat again. On part two of the greatest back. of all time. Welcome so, back. How's your week been? Been good? Pretty standard. Lots, uh, lot of same old for six, seven months straight, however long it's been. Yeah. Two weeks, uh, three hours. I'd like to say things have changed, but they're kind of always just to the same. We're still doing this, you know, safely, safely social distanced, but um, I have a dream one day that we will get together for the wrestle, the Royal Rumble of next year and be able to sit in my house and gamble and eat pizza and watch the winner of the Royal Rumble. That is my dream. I'm doing that regardless. I'm doing that re-fucking-garless. Re-fucking-garless. I am going to do that. Yeah, Alex, yeah, you have your we'll invite. We'll just put your TV in the garage and we'll all just sit out there. There we go. Actually, I can do that. <laughs> I, 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 I've looked into it and I, I'm pretty sure I could, I could arrange that. I could arrange a garage Royal Rumble party. Ooh. Nice. Fuck you. Yes. Might even be able to hook up like a side TV. I will with, uh, eat. 
I will eat pizza in the fucking cold. That's the one thing I will do in the cold. <laughs> eat pizza and watch wrestling with my homies. I will do that. Oh, it will be January in Michigan. Ooh, damn. That's going to be a rough one. Mm. All right. All right. It might be space heaters. It might space be. heaters. It might be one of those. It might be one of those random sixty-five degree days we get. You never know, right? Exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It don't get cold in March. <laughs> Michigan be on some random shit. It really do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you Michiganders and your crazy weather. <laughs> I got. Yeah, you, I, I, you, you, Alex. Uh, uh, Alex is a Southern boy. Catch him as a southern boy. I still think, like, yeah, man, as long as you're, like, got a roof, you're all right in January. But then I was like, no, wait, I'm up here. It could be, like, negative five. Ugh. However, <laughs> space yeah, yeah, we need walls in our house. You uh, haven't seen, and, and, you haven't and, seen and, my and, roof. And them, you, you got outlets in your garage? Yeah, man. We can hook it up. I'll yeah, hook yeah, it get up. Them, get, them, get, get those space heaters, fam. You good. I got a couple. I got a couple. What do, what Fuck do? yeah. We, it's, it's going down there. At Alex's place. Alex's garage. Royal Rumble, January. Pizza. Space heaters is going down. That's what it, it is. It looked like one of the in-your-house like sets from like the 1990, like 1995. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amber, what up, though? Amber, what's up? Yo, man. Uh, the lady is watching uh, watching This Is Us downstairs. We can't disturb her. But, uh, I, know, part- I know, but I'm just saying, what up? Amber, I miss you. What's up? It's good. You know what I'm saying? She loves you too, Jake. Yeah, we're best friends because she says so. Yep. <laughs> I have no friends. I just have my girlfriend's acquaintances. Yeah, exactly. Tolerate <laughs> me on her behalf. <laughs> <laughs> that is the life that I live. Anywho, let's try to keep part two on the tracks a little bit better than <laughs> Part two is all personal, and part three, we get back to the WrestleMania. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Seems like we're aiming for a part three. Aho, right. right. what's up, man? Uh, not a lot. Um, been uh, making videos for Go for the Digibus tournament. Uh, I'm, sure. making, I'm making one a week now instead of two a week because one of my teams is out. I'm no longer a cheater. Um, that was never cheating. Mm-mm. Not at all. I'll take it. Um, but uh, yeah, not a lot, a lot, a lot of work, uh, skateboarding, and uh, that's it. That's really it. <laughs> I really you're have nothing sk- going on. You're a skater. I am a skateboarder. Yes. Oh. I would say. I would say. So I've been mentioning that I I stopped watching wrestling around oh one oh two, and I think skateboarding i gave up just about everything else i was doing and i think that might have contributed to uh to my uh downfall from watching wrestling skateboarding you think okay among Uh, among other interests discovery of a vagina Uh, yes that would be awesome (laughs) although wwf was uh, pretty good wwf was pretty good for discovering those (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> At, during this during this era <laughs> that, that's true that's, that very, that's how they try to keep you keep you involved <laughs> no no we can provide that too it's all right <laughs> <laughs> what it's true that's what they were doing it's the vince I, russo era I was not disagreeing um so guys 
for our listeners, let's just recap here. We covered in part one all the way up until like the first main event of Shane McMahon versus Vince McMahon uh, in a street fight that was unforgettable with Shane going coast to coast. Uh, we also talked about the Chris Benoit-Kurt Angle match that showed you how classic wrestling can be. And honestly, there hasn't been a bad match so far in this event. So we're making it a part two for arguably, and honestly, it's probably, if you took a poll, most votes, I think it has the highest votes for the greatest WrestleMania of all time. WrestleMania 17, 2001 in Houston. I agree. I mean, up to this point, I don't think there's a match I would take out or skip over per se, like, or put a different time. Yeah. Yeah. The pacing's good. The the lineup, you know, the the running order is great. It was really entertaining. They got, they, they, they got everything right with this one. They did. They, I mean, I think they, I mean, I really, I really think they did. Uh, There's, do, do do we recall any like bullshit promos in between or what's good? <laughs> Too much there like is this. one thing I want to bring up from the, what we missed the last time. And it's only because it's, it's quasi time relevant. Um, I really wish I'd have brought it up last week, but there was a promo that we missed with William Regal, uh, the commissioner walking back into his office and Kamala was there. Yeah. And this is because of the gimmick battle Royal, but Kamala passed away recently and I just want All to right, give right. a shout out to James Sugarbear Harris and his family. Um, rest in peace. Uh, best wishes to all of his family. Kamala was a was a gimmick was a character that uh, started in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, was created by uh, Jerry Lawler and uh, Jeff Jarrett's dad, Jerry Jarrett. But I, I just want to say, as a kid. Even when I, I, I got into wrestling like kind of after Kamala's like true prime, you know, he was in, he had done the thing in WWF with Hogan and then gone away and then come back. But I, I for, for me, the first time really seeing him was with the, versus the undertaker. Um, but he played that character so well, like, even though I knew wrestling wasn't really real, I never thought of like him as an actor. Like I never thought of that guy going home being like, Hey, how you doing, honey? You know, it's, it's, uh, right. The meat for dinner. <laughs> that dude was a crazy ass like headhunter all the time in my head as a kid. Even though I knew wrestling wasn't real, hey man, I thought he played that character so well, and I thought it was, and I just thought it was oddly coincidental and very fitting for the time like, timing wise that he passed away recently. We were watching this, and to promote the uh, gimmick battle royal later, they had like this one shot of William Regal walking into his office. To, to relax and Kamala's on the desk. Like it's got one of the pictures and he's just like losing his shit while his handler, Kim Chi is trying to calm him down. You know, um, I don't know. Do you guys have any memories or any comments on Kamala? I would love to do an episode on him later, but for now. It's- yeah. I, I always like this. like love this character just because it kind of had like a, a Georgie Amble steel feel to him. Like, even though he wasn't, he didn't really drop any promos or anything. He still had a lot of cool like emotions and it's hard to tell a story without using words. And I always thought he did a great job. And I thought it was a really cool throwback to those like old black and white 
movie posters I used to see as a kid. I never saw the movies because I was too old for that or too young for that. Um, but it, it, I don't know, but I also felt wrong about it. Like it was kind of a, yeah, it was kind of iffy. I mean, I saw interviews later where he, I think I was okay with it because I saw in shoot interviews how he was cool with the character. Yeah, he really loved the character. Right. Uh, Jake, go ahead. Yeah, man. All, all, Brendan, like, Kamala, shout out to him, RIP, you know what I'm saying? But, like, you know, uh, all I saw was, like, as far as, like, the terms of, like, America and the system or whatever, I saw, like, a nigga barefoot. I'm like, a barefoot motherfucker. And it was like, uh, like, you know what I'm saying? What, like, what is this? You know what I'm saying? I, just, I, I wasn't, I, I wasn't really cool with it. You know what I'm saying? That's just how I felt. It's just, I got you. I, it, 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 it was just um, a non, a non, uh, a black person, and he was just like saying, like he and just being like, I don't know, I know, kind of ignorant, he barefoot and doing shit. I don't know. It was weird. It was just weird to me. I did, I I didn't know how I feel about it. I got and, you. And, and, and he was the only he was the only black wrestler in the in the battle royal. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't you couldn't you can you couldn't get Coco Beware or anything. I don't know if SC Jones was even alive back when this happened, but I don't know, dog. It was just weird. I felt some type of way about this. The whole battle royal was like Fugazi like a motherfucker. But anyway, yeah. Um I would like to I would like to put in a, a little bit of context. Uh, so Kamala's character uh, was based on the news at the time. Uh, the president of Uganda uh, in the early eighties was an or yeah, it was early eighties was an admitted cannibal. Eating I mean, mean, I mean, no, he had admitted to eating human flesh. He was an admitted cannibal. Yeah, Idi Amin. That's that's who. Uh... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yes, 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 yes. That's who it was. Yeah. Um, and because and that was like that was on every news channel. And about the same time, like James Harris came to a wrestling show in Memphis, and he had been doing some independence up Mississippi. Uh, and he came up to Jerry Lawler and was like, you know, Mr. Lawler, I'd like to work for you. And like Jerry Lawler saw how big this guy was, and like Memphis was very famous for creating these monsters. I mean, Jerry Lauder's fought like like a Jason character. He's fought the Christmas monster. <laughs> I mean, the, the great uh, the the Godfather was the Grave Digger before that. Um, uh, the Soul Taker, the Soul Taker. Uh, they they just create these monsters, and it's just very kind of cartoony. Uh, so at the time with that news, and like Jerry Lauder was like, "Has anybody seen you come in this building?" And he said, "No." He said, "Go." He said, "I want you to go home. Here's my number. Call me tomorrow morning." And they met in Nashville, and they came up like the Jared, uh, Jerry Jarrett had like a bunch of random masks in his house from around the world, and he there was one from Africa, the, the one that Kamala used, and they took that mask, and uh, there was a painting, a very famous painting of like uh, some kind of like. Uh, some kind of like African tribe like, or Aboriginal tribe, I guess, doing some uh, dance in a book that Jerry Lauder had. So that's where he got the idea for the face paint from. So he painted, he painted him up and I, he, and he explained to James, it's like, you've never seen wrestling before. Uh, this guy is 
found you as a monster, like killer in like the wild to come hurt me. So never use a wrestling hold. And that was the basis of the character. And James, James Harris got it. And he, man, he dominated that character. Like I, it, it was, it, I always like, I always thought it was legit. So that's kind of like a little bit of the basis of the character. Um, I think James Harris personally, like really enjoyed doing it, but that's just a little bit of the history. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if wrestling's ever been the, uh, the forefront of, uh, sensitivity never has it's always it's always been um uh, kind of racist and sexist in a lot of ways all. i feel like wrestling is always just like a it's just a it's just society turned up to 11. oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah whatever's so, pop whatever's happening they just take to take it to like another notch up yeah. In, in the case of Kamala, it was just that they were taking advantage of the news at the time, like Sergeant Slaughter becoming an Iraqi sympathizer. There was a war at the time, you know. The the, the nation of domination. It's like, oh, this this is us recognizing the nation of Islam. It's weird, man. It's all it's <laughs> awesome. I don't know, man. It's like I I just see it as them like taking pop culture and like capitalizing on the art. This was going on. All right, let's, let's do this. You know what I'm saying? It just, but it's all weird shit, man. It's all weird. And you know, that, 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 that's why I expect from Mr. Man. Like I don't expect, I don't, I don't expect like sensitivity from this man. I just expect him. <laughs> all, I, all I expect is capitalism from this man. That's it. That's I, don't expect, I don't expect sensitivity from him either, but I do expect tender love and care. Oh, I see. I don't expect that from him either. Isn't isn't that kind of a big uh, issue in wrestling in general? Is that they don't offer insurance for an incredibly dangerous job, but an incredibly profitable. Oh, yeah. Job? yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Say, say, say that again, Alex. I'm sorry. Yeah, we, that wrestlers, um, that WWF doesn't or WWE doesn't take care of their wrestlers, like no insurance. Um, because uh, they're independent contractors. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Own they own they own the names of their they own. The well, yeah, the care if a character's so, name is created on WWF TV, uh, they own the names and rights to it. Uh, there is no, there's no, they're all independent contractors. There's no company insurance. However, I yeah. think I think it's a false narrative that they don't take care of people. Um, it's not they nearly as don't. not nearly as in the news, but like. There have been there have been many 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 occasions where Vincent Mann would give a advisor position to people and pay them you know a thousand to two thousand dollars a week uh, to get them back on their feet or like get them back in or get them back on TV. Um, but I mentioned the tender love and care because that's the initials of TLC. <laughs> yeah, and I, so and I, and I, based yeah. on the response, Bob is the only some bitch who picked up what I was putting down. <laughs> right. So, uh, back on track once again. Choo choo. Here we go. 
Edge and Christian, the tag team champions at the time, are taking on the Dudley Boys and the Hardys. Now, the Hardys have Lita to make Team Extreme, and the Dudleys have now been introduced with their literal runt brother, Spike. And to counteract that, Edge and Christian have also been associated with this guy named Rhino, who was formerly an ECW champion. But going into this match, it was probably one of the most anticipated matches of the entire card because people had seen what they had done in the past. And these three teams revolutionized tag team wrestling forever. Sure did. Yep. They changed everything. Um, this was like the first TLC match of WrestleMania. This was the second TLC match of all time. Um, I mean, it, 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 if if you conservative with it, but real talk, like uh, it's kind of, it's kind of the third one because then it, like it, like the first three way ladder match was WrestleMania 2000, and then and uh, there was like chairs and. Those tables, ladders, and chairs involved in that one, if I'm not correct. You know what I'm saying? Everything was involved, but the name, the moniker. The name, yeah. Um and I yeah, you're 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 dead on, Jake. That 2000 had a great match. Um yeah. so much so and, that I honestly like I honestly in my memory, until I watched both back watched both shows, I was getting things confused. I remember the Jeff Hardy spot in the and the in the aisleway being at two thousand one. Oh, yeah. Um uh, yeah. happened in two thousand. Uh but these these teams meet once again and this time like chairs are part of the set. Um and Bubba Ray Dudley has been quoted as saying we stole the show that night, and that is the greatest WrestleMania of all time. So, therefore, I was in the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. I mean, he's not wrong. This match was awesome. <laughs> this was my favorite of the pay-per-view for sure. It was, man. Yeah. It was fucking and, – and, and even, like, with, out, with outsiders involved as well. Like, this is fucking crazy, man. Like, yeah, absolutely. The way um, – yeah, the way that each of them had one outside person to come in and fuck shit up. Um, just there were so many – like, there was the four stack of tables outside of the ring. There were a couple other tables outside of the ring. There's the baby ladders and the giant ladder as well. And they used everything. The baby ladders. Yeah, yeah. There's always the regular size ladders. Baby ladders for sure. There's always the regular size ladders and the comparably like massive. You're standing standing nine to eight foot ladder, then you get your 20 footer. But I yeah I thought I thought it was very well balanced. Bob, I'd like to I'd like to see hear your thoughts on this real quick, but. I thought, like, even though they did set up a lot of things, the way they did it, you don't remember them setting up a lot of things, right? Right, right. No, I, um, go ahead. No, well, I'm, I'm just thinking, like, we were talking about this uh, off air. Uh, I mean, you think about Edge and Christian, you think about uh, the Hardy Boys, uh, and there's always one person who gets like the spotlight, you know, like I would, I would say 
Edge is more popular or got a lot more of the highlight reel than Christian. But, man, while the match is going on, if you watch Christian during the whole thing, that guy is putting in some work, you know, and he is always moving. He's always doing something. It's kind of that thing we talk about, like, a great improviser is the person who makes everybody else look good. Well, I would say the great wrestler is the person who makes his partner look phenomenal. And Christian does that for uh, for for uh, Edge and and the rest of the people in this match, you know? Yeah. I and I would say the same for Matt Hardy, you know? Yeah, man, I couldn't agree more. Is that where you were going with that? No, 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 uh, that's exactly where I was going. I mean, like, okay. there was – I mean, there, there was things that were set up, and I think in nowadays, like, sometimes – Maybe it's the camera work. Maybe it was whatever. But they, 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 you see them taking their time setting up. These guys were telling a story while mm-hmm. things were happening. Uh, there was yeah. never anybody doing anything while Jeff Hardy dove off that ladder. Like even while Edge is like setting up these three ladders to for Jeff Hardy to let her like run across. Like you're focused on Jeff Hardy climbing the ladder, this giant one outside the ring, and then as soon as he gets to the right. top. Matt knocks him down, so nobody's moving. Mm-hmm. All eyes on Jeff. Uh, right. At some point in time, like four tables got set up outside the ring. I still don't remember when, because yeah. like, they were telling a story. You're watching what's happening, not what they're, you know. And I think that's a lost art, and it's just something to do with the chemistry of these guys, uh, or maybe the planning. I don't know. Um, but just like Bob said, like some of the unsung heroes of this match or Matt Hardy and, and especially Christian, because in all of these matches, yeah. like I have seen Christian, Christian took a lot of big ass fucking bumps. He, 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 he fell from the damn like title belts. He got thrown through a table from the top of the, like, you know, through the spike Dudley, uh, the Dudley DDT or whatever. Yeah. And, and before that, not on purpose. He fell off that ladder and was shot too far and missed the damn top rope and just went fucking down to the goddamn mats. Right. And, like, I believe the story is, like, Kane came up to him and said, are you okay? He said, yeah, I'm fine. He said, never do that shit again. Kane thought he might have gotten killed because the way he fell, it looked like he he was slowly rotating, and Kane thought maybe he landed on the back of his fucking head. Yeah, like, like, and another thing about like a lot of the big moments from this match is motherfuckers who weren't even in the fucking tag team. <laughs> Rhino, yeah, yeah. Rhino, Spike Dudley, yeah. and Lita. They all like had big moments in this match. They all put in work in this match. Spike Dudley did like a bulldog through a fucking table. Uh Lita did a she heard Karana some other Lita fucking. Karana. Karana. Yeah, I think she heard Karana to Rhino. Is that who it was? Yeah, 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 yeah. Rhino. And Rhino speared a couple motherfuckers, or he, he Rhino did work too. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. That chair shot Lita gave Spike was amazing. And then she took the best 3D I think I've ever seen. Oh, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. I right. was, I was yeah, laughing. She's another like one. When it happened, I was like, oh, shit. They bought the 3D this bitch. That's <laughs> great. That's <laughs> great. Every, every, any, anytime a, a female take a, like a crazy move, I, I laugh. Like I'm sorry, I'm, I, ain't, I, I ain't shit. I'm a piece of shit, but it's funny. Like when, like when May Young got 3D, I uh, got uh, power bomb. She went through so many tables. Right? Is that what? I, 
May Young went through May so Young many tables. Oh, May Young's the best. Yeah. Oh my, that was such a weird shtick with the, uh, didn't know it, I, I, I almost feel like this, I know it happened, but in my mind, I don't pretend to, I pretend it doesn't happen. She gave birth to an, a, a, a stillborn baby? <laughs> Isn't that no, a, a human hand. Uh, a human, hand. hand. human hand. That, what a fucked up gimmick that was. <laughs> that was bizarre. I, yeah, everything I don't, they, I don't they did with her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything was, they did with her during that time was pretty fucking bizarre. I don't. That was such a weird. Like, yeah. Mae Young deserves to have a movie based on her life. Oh, this that'd be fantastic. Lived to, lived to 99 years old. Facts. And she had a, like a, an anchor tattoo on her forearm in an air where women didn't wear short sleeves. You know, and she was mm. she was a women's wrestler back in those old days. You know, she fought like she wrestled. Uh, oh, I'm I'm drawing a blank on her name. The you, you know the rivet, rivet. Uh, oh, Rosie the Riv- or not oh, Rosie. Uh, Rosie the Riveter. Rosie, Rosie the Riveter. Yeah. Uh, the person who modeled for that was a pro wrestler, a, a woman's pro wrestler. She was a champion. Um, they're making a movie about her, actually. Or JR is working on that. Um, uh, and Rosie, or no, 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 like the, the woman behind the woman behind Rosie. Ah. Um. God, I could tell you that name any any, any day of the week, except for right now. But any anywho, <laughs> uh, May Young wrestled her, and then she was still wrestling. You know, in this modern era, taking power bombs through tables. And like you know, Bubba, De- and Bubba Ray Dudley is a very big wrestling aficionado, and he had like a lot of respect for Mae Young, and he was very worried about hurting her. And she said, "You better bring it." So he mm. brought it, and then she comes back and come the back, come in the bag, and he's tr- you know, "Are you okay?" She's like, "Is that all you got, you poor son of a bitch?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like that woman was like the definition of feminism like shit <laughs> like there ain't nothing that she couldn't fucking do and she proved it uh may young is may young is just a fucking legend um but this match is also just legendary i i i, I remember yeah. watching this match at my wrestlemania party and i had that one friend my friend my, uh, what was his name this was her cp the cp sitting there and he's like, always, when I'm watching wrestling, it's so fake. Well, he gets the first punch in. He's going to win, obviously. And, uh, he was quiet during this entire thing. At the very end of this match, he said, God damn, if everything was like this, I'd watch this shit every day. So I, I took that as the biggest compliment you could ever have for a match in wrestling. Like he had no complaints. He had no bullshit. Com- he had no snarky comments on why we're fans. He just said, I'd watch this shit every day. Uh, and I think that goes to speak on how well this match was put together. And Edge and Christian once again win the TLC. Uh, I don't know. Like, what, like, any favorite moments you guys want to bring up? Because I, 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 I uh, favorite when, when, there's so much. When, Lita, when Lita took that 3D. Woo! That like, like she yeah. she was dope, and then 
well, who, and when Lita heard Corona, she, she heard Corona Rhino, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was dope. It was a lot of dope moments. And also, of course, um, Edge 3D and um, – no, no, Edge spearing um, uh, yeah. Jeff Hardy hanging in front of um, belts. That, that, was, that was my favorite moment, too. That when was, you – when you brought up the uh, WrestleMania moment of uh, Shane uh, kicking, uh, going coast to coast as being the iconic scene, I think that the spear off the uh, the belt was the iconic scheme. Yeah, that was a good I, one. I I have a note about that actually. So I brought I brought up that you know I just recently started watching again, and there's a handful of reasons why I think I started watching again. Um, coronavirus being one of them, had more time, more stuff to do. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring, another one. Um, a great show. Got me more interested and more excited. But I think the big thing of what got me back into wrestling was the fucking algorithms figured out that I liked wrestling and I started getting a bunch of wrestling in my Facebook feed. <laughs> I, I, liked the, I liked the right post or saw the right thing and all of a sudden a bunch of wrestling started showing up in my wrestling feed. And that was one of the things of Edge spearing um, Jeff Hardy off the belt uh, that always comes up in those top 10 lists or anything else that shows up in your promoted posts and the thing. And uh, yeah, I think that. So you liked our that. podcast at WrestleManiax podcast at Facebook.com. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes that's, that's, that was uh, another one of the likes. You're yeah. welcome, Vince. Yeah. <laughs> Bring him back into the fold. Uh, Bob, how about you, man? I haven't heard from you yet. Uh, as far as what? That, as far the as the spear, match? Other than the spear, anything that, like, really, like, your favorite, like, moment of that match or anything? You know, spear is what, what sticks out the most. I mean, just, I, I think about, you know, like, the choreography of the whole thing. I, we kind of talked about that a little bit before, like, just – everything you know not only do you have to put this match on you have to make sure it's like this part of the story that you're trying to highlight gets highlighted both in the in an arena and on camera and it just looks amazing like you don't miss anything when mm -hmm. and you know we've all done like improvised scenes that had more than three people and it's a clusterfuck sometimes <laughs> like they had this is like nine people trying to tell a story and they do a fantastic job so yeah. Yeah, it's a and plus two commentator, so yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, I think it, I think it was truly amazing. Um, I do have one. Oh, Jake, go ahead. Oh, I just want to say, uh, there was one moment I believe uh, Jeff Hardy did a swanton bomb on um Bubba Ray and Spike Dudley or uh, Rhino, uh, Rhino and Spike. No, 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 Rhino and Spike Dudley threw the tables on the outside of the ring. That was the dope moment. And it was just something I peeked real fast. Like when he did that, when he like fucked him up on the swan time bomb, um, Bubba Ray Dudley, I mean, not Bubba Ray, Spike Dudley was supposed to be like out, but I noticed him like, like just like brushing shit off his nose or some shit. I noticed him like doing that, like when he, like after Jeff Hardy just did a swan time bomb and he like, he, uh, he brushed some shit off his nose. I'm like, you supposed to be knocked out, but I see you like brushing shit off like, like, let me get the show on my nose. Okay, I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was just shit that I noticed. It was, it was funny as hell. I was like, motherfucker, like, oh, get the fuck out of here. 
You know what I'm saying? He so, might have been just he might have been just trying to cover up his mouth while he said, God damn it, Jeff, you're a heavy motherfucker for a skinny ass dude. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Uh I do have one final like a little tidbit of information about this one. Uh yo, did y'all know that Devon Dudley was terrified of heights? Really? Um, mm-hmm. Would have known he had, he'd be headbutting niggas in the balls and shit. Well, <laughs> once, once you get above the third turnbuckle, once you get above that 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 four and a half, five foot radius, like he starts getting nervous. And him hanging from that turn that belt. Because there's a moment where him and Christian are both hanging from the belts. Right. I think it's often forgotten about because the spear shortly follows. Um, both these guys are hanging there. And the story, like, Devon literally has like tears coming down his face. Wow. He is like, because he's just deathly terrified of this. And like Christian's like kicking at him, like talking to him, like, you ready? You ready? You know, but yeah. So like, Kudos to Devon for like, for the sake of the match, and just for like this, like, uh, and honest to God, it's a uh, it's a spot that kind of gets forgotten about. But like when I watched it back, I, that stood out to me. Like I forgot about like him and Christian just hanging there together, like kicking at each other and shit. Um, and for a man terrified of heights, being able to do that, props to him. That's man. impressive. That's cool. Hell yeah. So. Um, Go ahead, Jake. You got something to say? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, edit this part out. I got to take a picture real fast. That's all. <laughs> that's all. That's all. Real all right. fast. I'll just do a long intro. Go ahead. Oh, you go. All right, my bad. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, anytime he runs in and out of the room, it, yeah, it Bob's going to giggle <laughs> when he comes back in. I mean, like, he could have uh, yeah. left, and like I could have easily just like dragged out an intro or something, you know? Oh. <laughs> God forbid he thinks I can improvise. Well, do me a favor. <laughs> Stop the recording now. Stop the recording now so it, yeah, it makes I'll, a new I'll one. I'll go ahead and know where it. it is. Yeah, just the market. So we move on from like the legendary TLC, but, and we have kind of a, I guess it was kind of put in a filler spot because they knew they had to do a lot of cleanup and things. However, for me and my, 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 and my WrestleMania party, this was like a big ass deal. It was the gimmick battle royal. <laughs> and they have Mean Gene Oakland and Bobby Heenan come out to do the commentary. Um, meanwhile, me and all my 18 to 17 year old friends are literally just throwing $5 bills around between the, in, in the room, just trying to bet on who's going to win. Um, as the people come out, my money was on Earthquake. Remember, I was about to say, who did you have your money on? Earthquake, 100% yeah. Earthquake. I, I want Earthquake to win. I, I, uh, my buddy Jimmy D bet on the Iron Sheik. Uh, my buddy Robert bet on Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, remember it vividly. But my, 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 biggest, my biggest dream was when, Ty, when Tugboat came out, to like the, the big old, the, the old stupid Tugboat Sailor account, he was also Typhoon, which was right. him and Earthquake were the Natural Disasters tag team, which I Feel was so underrated, and I, I really wanted him halfway through to like rip the tugboat shirt open and be Typhoon, and become Typhoon, and then like them team up and like start throwing folks out. Uh, because he had like the black tank top, you could see underneath like the uh, tugboat shirt, and I was like, oh my god, I, I, he's going, he's going to rip it off and become Typhoon. They're going to be the natural disasters, and they're start whipping everybody's ass. But yeah, my money was on an earthquake. 
but this was like a like, I don't know. I this was so much fun. And after the goddamn human demolition derby we just saw, you couldn't put a better match there. Uh, I agree. You need a buffer. Yeah, needed, a, needed a cool down. Exactly. Plus, it had, this had nostalgia to it. This is like, it was a good match for a different reason. Like, it had a different tone to it. It's, yeah, you, you needed to switch it up because you couldn't have two matches back to back that had that kind of tone, like the, the TLC tone. Because that's just too magic. Yeah, I mean, I, we can't go through. I, I won't go through all the members, but I mean, we have we have Doink, we have Duke the Dumpster Drossy, Repo Man, Earthquake, Sergeant Slaughter, uh, Nikolai Volkov, Sar- and uh, the Iron Sheik, uh, Bushwhackers, and uh, the Gobbledygook. Yeah. Oh, uh, shout out to the Bushwhackers real quick though, because they did the same damn thing they did in the rest of the Royal Rumbles. <laughs> Luke. Luke gets thrown out immediately. And then Butch stays in there for like a long ass time, works his ass off, and then gets thrown out. But I guarantee they got to pay the same damn thing. Mm-hmm. And Butch used to talk about Butch talked about this like that son of a bitch walked out there and he got fucking thrown out in three seconds. And I stayed in there for 15 fucking minutes trying to make everybody look good and then get tossed out. Come home, we get a paycheck. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Two thousand dollars a piece. We got paid the same thing. He did three seconds, and I did twenty fucking minutes. <laughs> you know. So good on fucking uh Butch for staying in there, and good on Luke yeah. for being smart and getting a paycheck. But um, yeah, way to beat the system, buddy. <laughs> the gobbledygooker was there, so yeah. Yes, I mean, he was. It wasn't until this moment that I re- did I realize the gobbledygooker was actually supposed to be a wrestler. I just thought it was some kind of chicken mascot from a Survivor Series. Oh yeah, but he actually yeah, had I, I, I never thought about. He had matches. Did he? Yeah. Were there matches between? Okay. Yeah. After the Survivor Series, he had like two or three matches, and then the Vince Man was like, "Nobody's clapping." Like, no shit, Vince. He's a fucking turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was Hector Guerrero who was the original Eddie Guerrero's older brother, who was um, the original gobbledygooker. Doing uh, the clown was a fan was a crowd favorite. Obviously, when he got thrown out, people booed the shit out of it. They were very unhappy that Doink lost. Um, Earthquake and Typhoon had their like Earthquake threw out Tugboat, and then Earthquake got thrown out by Kamala. Um, so I was very sad. Sergeant Slaughter, he built a gym. Fan favorites got thrown out. Brother Love stayed in way too goddamn long. Although I, but thank you, Bruce Preacher, for all the <laughs> podcast things you do and leaving and making my voice, leaving the voicemail on my phone for me. Um, back before you were too famous and I had to delete it because I lost my work phone. So, um, but the Iron Sheik one. And the best thing I remember is my friend Jimmy D just jumping up from the couch and just snatching up the money and saying, like, I goddamn told you the Iron Sheik is the greatest of all time. Because he had a thumb wrestler, <laughs> like old school thumb wrestlers, plastic figures. You know, you stick your thumb in like the back of them and you could thumb wrestle. Right. All right. He had that, uh, that figure for his gear shift in his truck. Oh. 
Awesome. And that I think he still has that figure because he when he got a new when he got a new truck he just I mean he actually had a gear shift so he just but he he literally put he put but he kept that figure and put it in the little dashboard and I'm pretty sure he still has the Iron Sheik on his dash uh, but so he was rooting for him and Sheiky baby hey break your back fuck you and ass make you humble win battle royal gimmick it at seventeen WrestleMania I am the best. Iron Sheik number one, Iraq number one, is the gimmick battle royal champion, baby. Comments, questions? I love this. I, yeah, like after uh, after Bruce Pritchard talked about this Royal Rumble, uh, he, he he didn't mention like, man, I don't know what to do, so I stand in the corner the entire time. I couldn't help but watch him do that. It's pretty great. Uh, yeah, him and Jim Cornette. Watching, like, <laughs> yeah, Jim Cornette, too. Yeah. yeah. Watching those guys, like, who are who are so beaten up, try to go over the, the top rope and hit the floor, like, <laughs> it's like, I was concerned, but it was very entertaining. Yeah, man. Nikolai Volkov did a great job. Kamala had a great showing, I want to say. Yeah. He threw out, like, half the damn members. Uh Nikolai Volkov did. I mean, I, when I mean, I just want to say Nikolai Volkov because that, that guy was very athletic and underrated. But uh, like when he got thrown out, he just landed on his feet and was like, "Oh shit!" But uh, he'll be like Jim, uh, the fucking goon. Like that was a stupid yeah. ass. That was almost Chris Jericho. Yeah, I thought I thought this was pretty much just like a palate cleanser, pretty much. Obviously, but you know. Uh, it's before your time. I, 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 I thought it was some kind of goofy shit to palate cleanse on, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I get it. Uh, it, it, it like, a lot of that stuff was before your time, so you didn't know yeah. that. But, like, seeing him come back, it was like – These aren't your guys. Yeah, yeah it, it, it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? But, you know. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? But, 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 but even with that, you know what I'm saying, it's like – See, I I know people appreciated seeing them, but it was like it's just like I don't know. I, I feel like they didn't get, even though I don't really know. Like 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 you said, Alex wasn't my time. It, it, I just feel like I I didn't I didn't see the respect there for them. Oh no, if, man! That I makes mean, sense. Really? I, I did not I did not see the respect there for them for Sheik and. Sergeant Slaughter and you know what I'm saying, uh Kamala and just just all those guys. I just I didn't I didn't really see the respect there. I just saw them like let's let's take all these guys that were you know, that help build our help build our brand and put them in some goofy shit. That's that's how that's how I saw it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't really see the respect there for for the for those guys. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm no, saying? Like no. that's, that's how I see you. When you put it that way, it makes me uh, think about what Kevin Hart tells that story about Flavor Flav at the roast of Flavor Flav. Yeah. He's like, I don't care. I got paid, bitch. And like, but don't you see they're making funny? Like, I don't care, man. I got paid. But <laughs> I, th- I think that was, that, that was Cat Williams who said that, I think. Was that Cat? I think. Oh, you are right. You are right. Wrong short comedian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, it just that that that's just how I saw this battle royal. It was just like, 
Um, let's take these has-beens, throw them in the Battle Royal, and uh, yeah, these, these guys, you know what I'm saying? It was just some goofy shit. It, it just looked like some goofy shit. I mean, it, it was goofy, really- and it was kind of in- <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, yeah. it was still a bit of a comedy spot, but I mean, honest to God, I, I thought like Earthquake, Sergeant Slaughter, Iron Sheik, like all these guys got a big responses. Yeah, and the big props. Trump, and, and, and like a lot of them, probably more than we know, were needing that payday. And so they got, oh, two, so they got two, two to five grand a piece or something, you know? Um, Doink and Sergeant Slaughter retired not that long prior to this, right? Like they were both around in the nineties. Sergeant Slaughter was working backstage. Uh, okay. Yeah, he was around. The, but Sergeant Slaughter, yeah, yeah commissioner in the nine ninety four or something like that. Last time I saw Sergeant Slaughter prior to this battle royal, it's um, Stone Cold stunned him because he was like the commissioner or some bullshit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Fuck. This was like right after Owen Hart. Um, Dropped Stone Cold on it. Like, Omar broke his neck. And Stone Cold was coming. He wasn't wrestling, but he was just coming, doing promos just to raise hell. And he stunned Sergeant Slaughter. That's all. That's what I remember. You know what I'm saying? That's what Sergeant Slaughter was bringing to the table as far as there. You know what I'm saying? That's just, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, this was an entertaining match. Don't get me wrong. But it's just like, I just feel like they wasn't, Given the, I, I just felt like they wasn't respected like how they should. You know what I'm saying? That's that's just how I feel. Yeah, some people got like you know, people got cheered. People got cheered. You know what I'm saying? Like like there's wrestling there. There's true wrestling fans in the audience that cheer certain people like Iron Sheik or Earthquake or whoever. But I don't know. To me, it just seemed like it, it just seemed like let's get these buffoons in a ring together and just just whatever. Just to like. Here's here's y'all spot to shine. We gotta um clean shit up for the real shit. That's how I, that's how I see it. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I mean, hey. I, I get you, and that was kind of the intent. It was a, it was a palate cleanser, yeah. but at the same time, it got a lot of like a legend some paydays, and you know, it was true. Kind of a kind of but, a. I mean, all these guys knew what they were getting into before they got there. When they exactly. when they saw they're gonna be wrestling with the gobbledygooker. When you're when you're being asked to be called be part of the gimmick battle royal, yeah, I mean the alternative is to do more like autograph signings and stuff like that, and just man, this is probably the only scenario where these guys could actually get in a ring and perform and so get a I'm modern sure payday, part of that. right? Yeah, and they get and they got a more mm-hmm. modern payday, you know, and like right now WWS making more money than they can hand over fist. So these guys, got, you know, I bet they got paid, you know, some of them probably equal to like some of their highest paying matches. Uh, That's true. One little thing, um, you know, due to inflation and a few other things, but also just the fact that like they they made so much money, it's always a percentage of the house. So okay, they're selling out yeah. bigger places right now. So it's a good day for everybody. Right. And I love yeah. And I loved Bobby Heenan's comments about Sergeant Slaughter shooting. Yeah. Blank. Yeah, shout shout to Bobby Enid. You know what I'm saying? He, he they they brought him in for this match, which was great to see. Uh, him and um, Mean Gene, Mean Gene, Mean Gene yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, Alex, what, uh, what, what 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 what's good, man? What you think? You know what I'm saying? Uh, it was what it was. <laughs> it, was <laughs> it was it was also it was yeah. also before my time, so I didn't. These are none of your guys. You yeah. guys. The I, only uh, thing I. I 
wonder if uh wait did did paul Heyman and jr get up to go to the bathroom during this because i'm assuming they did because <laughs> i because I this is this is a four hour long pay-per-view i wonder no, if those I, guys I, I think they did i think they did um yeah. i think jr, JR has mentioned this this is the one pay-per-view you get to use the bathroom during Okay, yeah, because they because they switch out announcers all the time now. They'll, they'll switch yeah, them out yeah, all the time now. Yeah. And I, I wondered what they did. That no, day. Jr. wears black pants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but no, they, no, they, that, they, that's they, serious. They, that's serious. That's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he's pissed himself a couple times during pay per views. Yeah, I believe that. They they butt they butt heads a little bit later on, but we'll talk about that later on. But yeah, I want to talk about that too. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Heyman and Jr. But yeah, um, this to me this match was just like, yeah, um, it was good. It was good. It was good to like bring those back and show their respect. But I, I don't, I don't think they were respected really. But that's just how I think it. But whatever. Well, I respected the shit out of them. And let's move on. <laughs> how about respect to the under motherfucking taker, the king of WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, the man who was undefeated at the time, he is 8-0 and going into this match. Soon to be 9-0, and as we all know. Stay on Triple H, as Jake called out in episode one of this, the first time they met at WrestleMania. This is a fall. Is it fall? It's, un, it's a no disqualification match. Oh, wait, wait. No. No, it's, uh, it's just a regular match. It's just a regular it, match. Yeah, it, it was a regular match. It wasn't. It just turned. You know, they, they just the, the, the ref was out. The they knocked out the referee. Um, they, 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 yeah, yeah, because of Undertaker. Undertaker was on some on, was on some yeah. whole shit, and he, he beat up the referee, <laughs> and he was out. He took a he, he took the referee out with an elbow. <laughs> he was just out for whatever. And, yeah, that's well, what the ref- uh, Triple H like, got the referee and uh, injured, and then Undertaker just knocked him out. Uh, yeah. This is American Badass Undertaker. It's his first WrestleMania, is American Badass Undertaker. Uh, and honestly, I loved, I loved the Dead Man Inc. Like, logo and, like, idea. I thought that was just a cool-ass idea for, like, that character. Like, he always wore, like, the Dead Man Inc. stuff. Um, Undertaker is just a unique character, and it's we already we already did an episode like in kind of tribute to him. Uh, we we should probably do a couple more, and we probably will. But him versus Triple H in this match, like I honestly, when I think about this WrestleMania, looking back, I remember like one moment of this match, but like nothing else. Uh, going back, it was that. I mean, it was a good match. It was a good match. But we're late in the day. And I think everybody's waiting on The Rock and Stone Cold. Um, however, these guys put on a hell of a match. Uh, I don't know if anybody's yeah, Triple H fans out there, and you guys want to talk about this at all? Uh, yeah, yeah, they 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 did. Um, this um this match this match was better than than I remembered. Because, um, like I said, I ordered the pay per view, and I don't, uh, and I didn't really remember this being that good. Um, there was a lot of, it was a pretty solid match. It was a lot of great moments. Like when they went out in the crowd, the Undertaker, like choke slammed him, like, like, like whatever he did, like he was out, like they was out in some like fucking. They were on they, the they uh, tech stand, the hard camera they, stand. They, yeah, yeah, they was on some tech stand. Undertaker choked him or whatever, and everybody was chanting "Holy shit, ECW, whatever." All that shit. It, this this match had a lot of great moments. It was a great match, and 
is like I said, like on on the part one of this episode, is this this was a forgotten match because years later, Undertaker and uh, Triple H will face off and at WrestleMania, and it's like, you know, what I'm saying like they people didn't people forgot about this match. It was the first. It was the first of three when they met each other at WrestleMania. So, and you know, what I'm saying like it, it was great. Like I forgot how good this was. This was like to me. This is up there in like top three of the matches of this this pay per view. It was it was really good. Yeah. Uh, Triple H and Triple H always delivers. You know what I'm saying? Like he um, he was great. One of my favorite moments is when. Um, Undertaker went for the last ride, and you know what I'm saying Triple H. He grabbed a sledgehammer. No one saw it. He did on, on some on some slick shit, and, and and he got his ass right before he hit the last ride, busting it over. That was dope. That was a good moment. Yeah, you I was like, watching this back. I knew he was gonna do that, and the same yeah. time I was watching how he did it, how he did it, and he did it. There, you couldn't do it any better. Like it was just there, and he just kind of snagged it as he was getting picked up, which was just really impressive. Um, and, and, the, point, you, the audience didn't even halfway catch it. You know, yeah. you get by the reaction, like when he pulls it up over his head, they're like, where the fuck did he get that thing from? You know, you hear like the, oh. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, yeah. I, I, and I think, trip. and real talk, I think Triple H was a worthy opponent, opponent for Undertaker to lose to. To me. Yeah. I I triple so. H at, tri- this time, tri- at this time, yes, it would have been. At, at this time, no, at this time, and then and later on when they met, I think that would have been a worthy opponent. I don't, I don't know, man. Like yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't I like what they your did. Opinion, I, however, I, I respect your opinion. However, you're wrong. I, I don't, um. I don't like what they did later <laughs> on. I don't like what they did later on with Undertaker for who he lost to. That was some yeah. bullshit. But Triple H, if any, like. If anybody, Triple H was that motherfucker. I don't know, but like, I felt like I felt like now it was good. I felt like it was, now it was good that Triple H lost. But I feel like later on, as far as like what Triple H accomplished and what he meant to the company, I I, I felt like he he like if he lost, if Undertaker would have lost to Triple H, I, I wouldn't have been mad. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I feel. But all right, yeah. Not, uh, no, no. Alex, anything? Uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a big Motorhead fan, so I was pleasantly surprised <laughs> to see. Motorhead. That was dope. That was really yeah. cool. That was a great entrance. Um, it was a great. It's entrance. not, what? it's not their best song or best era by any means, but still, still a big Motorhead fan. Um, yeah, uh, there were a couple good friends. Yeah, yeah. I um, there were a couple points during the match where Undertaker just tosses Triple H, and Triple H is massive. He's huge. Yeah. And there are a couple points where he just tosses him over his head, um, choke slam, lifts him up super high, last ride, lifts him up over the head, and that's that's impressive. Like Undertaker's obviously big, and he's in that you know Kevin Nash, Big Show, Kane level size, but still, Triple H is huge, and to be able to right. do that, impressive. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. I didn't remember this match. Or uh, I'm with Jake. I mean, uh, I I didn't remember this match until until we got into it. And holy shit, it's a great match. I, I still think I like your second match of, of Taker versus Triple H a little bit better. Uh, I don't know, maybe if I'm more familiar with it or whatever. Um, 
I, I just thought it was really cool. Uh, and as far as entrances, I, I think with the exception of Shawn Michael using the zip line into the ring, I think Triple H, Triple H has the best, I mean, as far as amount uh, entrances than, than anybody. Like, his, his entrances are fucking ridiculous. Like, it, and it's crazy. And I think that's something he applies to, like, different people in uh, uh, any NXT. Like, NXT, like, you can see some really cool, interesting, like, uh, character entrances as well. Yeah. So I don't know if that's his thing, but I like it. And I, I think it, it adds something to the overall product. That's a very good point. I, I didn't think about that. But, yeah, I, I, I think that a lot of the NXT entrances have been extremely good for a lot of characters, like, on their way up, and especially at big events. Um, and that probably is Triple H's influence since he's pretty much has free range over NXT. Um, yeah. And I think this, this WrestleMania was probably his first big entrance. Um, of course, you're going against The Undertaker, who has big entrances in anything he does. Um, and this would lead on to, like you said, like so many things. At the WrestleMania I was at, he had the, the Terminator's skulls and the shit. And, yeah. But, uh, and honestly, I used to... I, I'm not the biggest Triple H fan, um, but I will say it's entertaining. And if you're coming there to watch it, my God, you're going to get it. You're going to get a show. And this entrance, especially with Motorhead, just the way they played his entrance music, I thought it was great. And it, and it gave a big feel, big match feel to it, which it was. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely say this is probably the most underrated um, match on the card. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I, I, I like this one. Like, like I said, I forgot how great this match was. Like, um, this is definitely top three in this pay-per-view. You know what I'm saying? For yeah. as far as that goes. Like, this, this was a great match. It was. I was a shot of Revelation Undertaker legends in, the, in, in wrestling. I, mean, I, can't, I can't argue that. But, I mean, I will ask you how it stands up against the other two legends who fought just after that. Uh, yeah. How? How? how, how. This is, this is. Uh, the Rock and Stone. It, 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 it's 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 and and not to down definitely probably if if I said top three in this match, Undertaker and Triple H would probably be probably be number three. If I said top five. Triple H and Undertaker probably like three or four or something like that. I don't know. But this is a great match. This is one of the best matches of the pay-per-view. But, yeah, let's keep it moving because you did your segue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To, uh, <laughs> I yeah. segued the shit out of that, and you just went back in time. And I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry. 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 You're all right, man. Hey, hey, hey. I'm I'm sorry, but I I respect, like, Triple H and Undertaker are legends. You know what I'm saying? They they put in work for the company. They did a lot for the company. But, yeah, you segue the shit out of it. Let's let's get it. uh, (laughs) Their match is not fucking with the main event. It's definitely not. Hey, Alex, remember when you made that TLC joke? Yeah, we screwed yeah. up that one too. <laughs> that one too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, fuck y'all, motherfuckers, man. Yo, yeah. look, it's not fucking with the main event. It's not. It's not. All right, let's go. Let's go. You know about main events. All right. 
one of the best main events in WrestleMania history. Right. Rock versus Stone Cold. And that was at 15. We got two years go by. The Rock has even gotten higher up on the spectrum of iconicism, I guess. And he is on equal footing with Stone Cold Steve Austin. They're going into this match. They do a great video intro of the telling the story, and they have the song by Limp Biscuit, uh, Just One More Fight. Um, mm-hmm. In my opinion, and I don't think it's arguable, uh, but again, it's in my opinion, this is the best video package for a main event in WrestleMania history. It was a extremely like, new and popular song. It was almost like it came out right at WrestleMania time. And right. the buildup for this match was so intense. Having it with this song about one more fight and that this is their second meeting. And it was just, I, I remember like everyone, I, I, I get goosebumps thinking about it. Like I remember going when at the, the WrestleMania I was at, I was talking, uh, we were like on a train going out to like the, 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 the uh, stadium in San Diego and me, you know, it's just loaded with people going to WrestleMania. And like a group of me and my buddy and like strangers were talking about this promo and like that match. So this is your headliner for a reason. The Rock, Stone Cold for the title. The Rock is a champion going against Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's a note and it becomes a no disqualification match at the announcement of the match. Uh, JR does a hell of a job with the commentary. Uh, going into it, guys, I mean, let's just, I just want to get your opinions on the very beginning, just the, the start of this match. What do you think? Uh, no, um, these two guys are both known for talking, and there were no words from either of them. That's yeah. a great just point. Straight to wrestling. Mm-hmm. Which I was disappointed by. I mean, I think it. I think it. Um, I think it's it, it's very it's good for the story. But I guess I just hadn't. It's been a while since I've watched a Rock or Stone Cold match, so I was just kind of excited to see it. But but it worked very well for the for the match and for the story. It matched the it matched the mood, right? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not about like all right, talking's done. Let's fucking yeah. go. Yeah. 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 I mean, and we got to hear enough of the banter in in the promo, so. Yeah, I mean, there there wasn't much more they could have said at that yeah. time. So I do I do like it for the story that just got into it. But I I'm with you. I I do like a good rock and and Stone Austin like uh, Mike off. <laughs> they did not miss a fucking beat on this shit, man. Like it was just just straight up intensity and just vi- just, just just violence for each other the whole fucking match from start yeah. to finish, and it was great. Um. This is like the this, this is the greatest. I would say this this is this is this is my favorite WrestleMania match of all time. But this is probably like arguably the greatest WrestleMania match of all time yeah. with the with the worst fucking ending of all time. Yes, I would say that. Yeah. I kind of love the ending. I do. Just I don't at all. But go ahead. This being the second match, like. Yeah, we need we needed someone to turn heel. We needed to see Austin turn heel. And I remember how like I do remember this match and how it affected me. Like, holy shit, this is the one thing we never thought Austin would have done. And I don't know, like it's not as 
as big of a deal to me as when Hogan turned heel, but it, it's up there. Oh yeah, it's I up. was. I was never convinced by his heel turn. I think that I could, I could absolutely do see it with Hogan, with him being um, the the cool tough guy. Hollywood Hogan, yeah, yeah. But um, but Stone Cold um, throughout his whole thing of him throughout his gimmick, he was sucking up to Vince and fighting over hugs with Kurt Angle, and it was funny, but it was never convincing. I never exactly, man. Like even 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 the crowd, even the fans didn't buy it. They were just like like. They did. They didn't want to accept it. Yeah. Maybe that's all. why. I stopped, maybe that's why I stopped wrong. wrestling. <laughs> they, 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 they ruined Stone Cold for me, so I couldn't watch anymore. <laughs> maybe that's I mean, what. Obviously, I, I mean, it, it's 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 documented that, that this was a bad move. Uh, Stone Cold, Stone Cold wanted to turn heel. He thought it would be a good time. Uh, the fact that they did it in Houston, Texas, was mm. dumb. Wait till the next night yeah. on Raw in a different state. Or do it before in a different state. I mean, they were like in they were like in Canada like two weeks later. You could end up there. Um, exactly, man. Uh, just doing it in Houston, like that guy. No matter what he does, he's gonna get cheered. So exactly. you're at a disadvantage. Uh, Good point. And, and literally, the ratings started going down after he turned heel because it made him. They made John Wayne more human. And, you know, the, the, this guy was not anybody. Nobody wanted to boo him, no matter what. And they never want to see him team up with the establishment because he was the person they were living vicariously through. Exactly, man. Like it just wasn't. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just feel like, like, like I can understand it, why it, 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 he should have taken. You know, he should have. He should have just did like Vince helped him, and then after Vince helped him, Stunner Vince or whatever. Like he, it yeah. just wasn't cool, man. Like I just. And even it Steve Austin has said, like, if he could go, Steve Austin said, if he could go back in time, he would do do the same. You know, he'd have it set up. But when they when Vince got in the ring, he he would have cheers with him and said, "Watch the stunner," and stunned him, and then gone. You yeah. know, exactly. Uh, One thing I did like about this match is like how vulnerable Stone Cold acted every time. He, like, like you like, watch like, it knowing the, out of something. Yeah. If you watch it knowing the ending, you see him doing a lot of heel like things. Yeah, exactly. He he backs, oh, yeah, off, he backs off a lot more than he normally does. He starts, you know, he cheats a lot more than he because uh, he was always he, he, even as a good guy, he was always the guy who's I'm gonna do what it takes to get it done. However, in this match, you saw him back up. You know, yeah. you saw him do that. Uh so it's kind of yeah. a little foreshadowing. You know what I do love, though? What I do love is watching The Rock take a stunner. Because, man, oh, yeah. I, think you, I think you said it before. No one takes a, the stunner like The Rock, man. That guy. No one, no, no one sells it like The Rock. No yeah, one yeah. sells yeah. it like The Rock. The yeah. bounce and you know the rollover on his shoulder. Yeah. And, and, and every time I watch this match, it's like, you know what? Like, I wanted – the more I'm like – because I, I was – I, I, I'm I'm more of a Stone Cold fan than a Rock, but like the like it, 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 this match in particular, it, I'm I'm cheering for the Rock a lot more. Like I'm I'm I like 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 I'm like going into this match, I'm like Stone Cold, but like halfway through the match, I'm like I'm I'm on the Rock side. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Which I think that, 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 great job with the storytelling there. Yeah, yeah. yeah they did a good job. 
I mean, yeah, the match was amazing. They they traded they traded a whole. They, they both used each other's finishers. Uh, they really yeah. showed how like they knew each other. Like we've done this before. Um, I and, think the story was told very well. And I just don't like like just in general how they did the rock in some situation with Stone Cold. Like I just felt like even even the year prior with like backlash, like oh let's bring Stone Cold back to help The Rock win at Backlash when I was like, man, fuck that shit. Like, why don't y'all just have a win at WrestleMania? Just have The Rock win at WrestleMania. You got to bring Stone Cold back to help The Rock win. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just shit like that. Like, The Rock was that dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's just, it's just certain things that piss me off. Like, I felt like just adding Vince to the mix on this is like some bullshit. And it's like, just have just have Stone Cold win. I mean, I mean, just have Stone Cold lose on his own. Just have a Rock win. You know what I'm saying? And it's just some bullshit. Like, like Stone Cold and the Rock, they're both great, like athletes or whatever. It's just like, just have, just let Stone Cold lose on his own or win on his own or let Rock win on his own or lose on his own. It was just some bullshit to me. You know what I'm saying? And I just hated like later on. The Rock had to be like a heel to like whatever. I don't want to spoil shit, but it's just like I, I just didn't like. I I didn't like. I did not like this ending at all. And like, but my favorite part of this match is just how The Rock did not fucking quit. Like er, er, like like er, everything you gave her The Rock, he kicked out at everything until like yeah. whatever. Like how Stone Cold just fucking. They really played up the sympathy. That that yeah. The, yeah, the sympathy for the rock and the determination for the rock. Um, yeah, yeah. Vince was in there for a long time. Yeah, it was, exactly. was coming in. Yeah. It was too long. Yeah, but the but the rock. I just I I I don't think like the rock. I I like I st- I to to this day I think to this day I I don't feel like the rock probably got his flowers against Stone Cold. Like the rock was that dude. The rock held down. The rock held down WWE. When Stone Cold was gone, he did. You know what I'm saying? He was that yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And and I and I was hyped on Stone Cold being back and wanted him to win the title after he got hit by the car and all that shit, the storyline, all that bullshit. But like, it, 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 it not this way. I didn't want him to win this way. I I did not agree with it. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it was trash. I, Jake, I think your emotions were pretty much most fans because the ratings proved it and everything kind of proved it. This was kind of like yeah. the beginning of the decline of uh, what happened. They made the most popular character seem weak in some fashion. Uh, exactly. There was a lot of transitions going on. So, and but I mean, I, I know that Steve Austin himself wanted to turn heel. Uh, going looking, you know, hindsight being twenty twenty, he wishes he hadn't. He wishes he had changed the changed the plan like halfway through and like just stunned Vince after the end of the match, but it didn't happen. Um, and I remember at the WrestleMania party, many of us just sitting there like literally like looking at each other like, "What the fuck does this mean?" Like, because it just didn't make it, it made so yeah. little sense. It was just confusion. I think it could have maybe like I at least from Vince's angle that prior to this he lost his whole family. Except maybe Stephanie, yeah. I guess. But he lost his whole family, lost the WCW deal, lost Trish. And this could be like his last-ditch effort. He needs someone in his corner. 
Yeah. But they didn't really make that clear. And yeah. it, it, it was never believable that it would have been that Stone Cold would have been in Vince's corner. And the, the two man power trip that they tried to do after right. this would have worked, but Triple H got hurt. Yeah. Because that was actually, okay. if you go back and watch it, that was working because people hated Triple H so much. And then seeing Steve Austin with him, it worked. But then Triple H got hurt. Um, it, was, it was a series of unfortunate events. So we never really got to see exactly how it would have turned out if everything would have all the stars would have aligned. But at the end of the day, yeah. You, I mean, yeah, Stone Cold should, you know, it was just a, it was, yeah, it was just a, that's just like Stone mm. Gold's gut, though. Like, that's his style because I remember him a couple years when he had Bailey on, like, uh, the podcast. It's like, when are you going to turn heel? When are you going to turn heel? I want to see you turn, like, I think you're, you got the skill, like, and she's not a good heel either. <laughs> Fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but I, I do have, like, you, you, in that business, you do have to switch things up. You have to, you do, have to change, change your image. Get the show level. You got to change. Yeah, or it gets stale. Yeah, you know? which is uh, something that I think about when I, when I do improv. I'm, I, that's one thing I really want to work on. Like, like, when I start a scene, like, I have a difficulty changing attitude based on what's happened. You know? Uh, was, like when I was in my, like one of the last classes I was in, I, we had a, I had a, we had a guy join our group, uh, who's a member of the resident cast. Um, but he was so good at like just changing perspective based upon what's happening. And I was like, God damn, I didn't know you could do that. I thought you only had like so many minutes. So you just kept one perspective the whole time. Oh uh, no. But no, you I mean, to- we're talking about emotion, right? And emotion changes based on information. For example, you're sitting at a restaurant waiting for your friend to come who's late all the time, and he's late again. And you're like, motherfucker, this is the last time I'm sick. I'm just, I'm done with this dude, so you're pissed off. Your character's angry. Then you get a phone call from that same friend saying, man, I'm sorry I'm late, but I just got in a bad accident. I'm on the way to the hospital. Your perspective on everything changes. Your emotion changed. So in an improv scene, each bit of dialogue is information. And the more you read into it, the more you can allow it to change the character because you have to be in the moment. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's something personally that I, and it's just one of the weak points that I found in like my, my presentation, I guess my performances. Um, and I think that with wrestling, there's a lot of improv in there, at least for the good ones. You know, we yeah. the best matches are always improv, and it's it's just interesting to see how they choose to do things. And like you know, the in rules in general, the more popular you are as a good guy when you do something bad, the more hated you are as a bad guy, and the yeah. more hated you are as a bad guy when you finally do that one like righteous act, the more loved you are as a good guy. I mean, there's all those TV shows where there's that villain, but as soon as he, as soon as he does that one thing, like, isn't he your favorite character? You're like, that son of a bitch. Yeah. All right, you know. Yeah, like, and but- there's a lot of <laughs> there, there was a lot of moments through this match when they tried to recreate the um, the uh, WrestleMania 13, uh, Austin and Brett. Like, there was a lot of there was a lot, there was of, a lot of foreshadowing, but the, the turn they did a lot of foreshadowing. And yeah, that. exactly. Like with uh, like all, like Rock doing the sharpshooter on Austin, and 
just shit like that. And just, it, 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 it was, yeah, it was a lot of things. Like going it, back and looking at it, it was, it was really well done. Yeah, it, it was. This is a great match. I just hate the ending. I still hate the ending to this day. You know what I'm saying? I, I just wasn't feeling like that. Um, like, but, I, like, I, I, yeah, like, 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 they show Austin, like, 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 I look, like, I love how they show Austin being vulnerable. Like, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't get this guy. I can't pin this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was so desperate, he pulled out the million dollar dream. You know what I'm saying? That's how <laughs> desperate he was. You know what I'm saying with this shit? They almost did every. I, Bret Hart I like that. that whole match. Like every match, every Bret Hart finish she had, like they, I think they tried to pull out in that match. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it was. It, it, it's, it's, it's. 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 It's probably the greatest match. It's. It, it is the greatest WrestleMania match of all time with the worst fucking ending. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'll give you yeah. that. Yeah. Absolutely. And this might have been the greatest WrestleMania of all time. Uh, real quick, top three matches, must-sees. Bob, go. Top, uh, obviously, uh, the, the ending, uh, you know, Austin versus Rock, uh, TLC. And I, I'm going to stick with the gimmick, the Grimmick Royale. I, I enjoyed it. I, and and probably, it, it probably has to do with my age. Like, these are... It's bringing out my old toys and playing with them one last time. So I really yeah. like that. Hell yeah. All right. Alex, how about you? I'm just going to say TLC three times. I like that <laughs> match a lot. <laughs> my friend Colin, my, my friend CP would say the same thing. Uh, Jake? I'm going to go with Rock and Austin. Uh, yeah, Rock and Austin. Um, I'm going to go with TLC. And uh, I'm gonna go with um, Ben Wine and Kurt Angle. Like, 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 low key. That is the best wrestling match of the whole fucking night. Yep. Like, like, just like strictly wrestling, no bullshit. That is the best wrestling match of the whole fucking night. Angle and Ben Wine. I'm gonna go with that. That's my. That's my top three. Uh. I mean, I can't really just. I mean, like every everything that was said. I mean, you cannot miss the TLC period. Uh, I really want to put Angle and Benoit in there, and then I'd like to say the Street Fight or like the uh, the Iron or the Battle Royal because they're both worthy of watching. Um, but the video package and everything that led up to it, and just the story, even though the ending sucked. Stone Cold and uh, The Rock has got to be your match you watch. You got to watch like, the whole lead up to it, the whole video package. Um, the reason that we have so many options for this is because this is arguably and most likely the greatest WrestleMania of all time. And I've truly enjoyed watching it, even though in this COVID situation, some things are bad and some things get lost. Watching something like this and getting to talk about it with some good wrestling friends has reminded me why I'm a fan. And I love doing this podcast. I love wrestling and I have loved WrestleMania 17. Alex, thank you so much for joining us. For yeah, buddy. Parts, man. Thank Two you for now. having me. I've been, uh, yeah, I've been itching to talk about wrestling and you guys are pretty good at it, I gotta say. Well, we're gonna yeah, have. Man, 
like if you got a if you got a match that you just want to talk about in general, we could do an nah. episode on that shit or whatever. I'll think about it. Yeah, think about something you want to watch, like a, a a favorite match. But I also because of your fandom gap, I want to bring you back when I introduce Bob and you to CM Punk and the pipe bomb era because it's going to blow your motherfucking mind. Mm. I, I, I would happily yeah. do that. We're going to watch, we're going to watch yeah. Money in the Bank from like 2011 or something together. And it's going it, to, it was, it, it felt like the Attitude Era again for just a brief moment. Um, but until then, guys, my name is Alex Ketchum. I'm Bob Wick. Jake Russell. Alex Aho. And we'll be going for the leg. Hold up now before you go. We here at the WrestleManiacs podcast want to thank you for listening. We want you to know that this is a podcast by wrestling fans for wrestling fans. So we want to hear your feedback. We want to hear your stories, your comments, your questions, so we can make this podcast as good as possible. Now, in order to get in touch with us, you can hit us up on Facebook at WrestleManiacs Podcast on Facebook, or you can email us at WrestleManiacsPod at gmail.com or on Instagram at WrestleManiacsPod. Thank you for tuning in. We want to also thank Gabber Media. You can check out all their other great shows or however you get your podcast or at GabberMedia.com. See you guys next time.